Welcome to Record Roundtable, the podcast where we listen to and dissect an artist's full discography, sometimes partial discography. This week we're going to be talking about the Mountain Goats. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with... I'm Dax. Jared. Tyler. And this week, as I said, we're talking about Mountain Goats. We listen to not the full discography because Mountain Goats have a lot of albums to listen to and a lot to dig into with these albums. So we started with The Corner's Gambit. We listened to All Hail West Texas, Tallahassee, We Shall All Be Healed, The Sunset Tree, Heretic Pride, The Life of the World to Come, Transcendental Youth, and Beat the Champ. How's everyone feeling about the Mountain Goats this week? I'm feeling great. This is probably Dax's favorite week so it is, far. It is his favorite week, and it will be his favorite week for the whole year. I think it'll that, be, that is correct. It'll be my favorite week for a while. Think that it's I, good. I'm really, I'm really going to put the weight of the world on Dax's shoulders this week. I I'm going to cut that because that's not going to happen. Oh no, no! I, th- I think that the weight of the world is on your shoulders. I think that you, you've got us. I did go a little above and beyond this week. Why don't you talk about how you went a little above and beyond this week? Well, I listened to all of the albums you just mentioned. Right. As well as, what, what are the other songs? Uh, which one? Oh, Get Lonely, All Eternal's Deck, and Goths. Yes, those were the ones. Yes. I listened to those also. Yes. So, what is that, thir- 12 or 13 albums in total? I believe that's 12 albums in total. I also listened to the entirety of I Only Listen to Mountain Goats, the podcast with Joseph Fink and John Darniel. 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 They didn't say I'm his name sure. on the podcast? I don't remember. They did. You Dar- listen to every Dar- episode. It's, it's like 15 hours. Darniel. 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 It was a great podcast, by the way. Do you want to talk a little bit about the podcast, or do you want to save that for when we get to the album? I'll just talk a little bit about it real quick. Okay, go ahead, please. So they chose All Hail West, West Texas, and every episode of the podcast was breaking down one of the songs from that album. They started with the Mountain Goats version, talked about the song for a bit, and then had another artist do a cover version of that song. Were there any notable covers that were on the podcast that you can think of? Uh, Amanda Palmer did a pretty good version. Uh, there were a few others. Uh, you can find it all on Spotify. Our spon- when it's not sponsored. Say it. Say Spotify. It. Our, you can you can listen Spotify, to it on Spotify. Our sponsor. We're for not this being week. sponsored. We're not being. Sponsored. We're never going to be sponsored. You can listen to us all you want, but this is never going to go anywhere. I recommend listening to the podcast. If not, you can find all of the covers in their own album. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll have yeah. you'll so really we're gonna spend probably an hour and a half just talking about all Hail West Texas. And it's just gonna oh, be Dax no, no, talking, no. right? Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well let's let's go ahead and uh get on into old Coroner's Gambit, the yeah. album from Mountain Goats from two thousand. Yeah. What did you guys think about that? It's not this not a debut album, so I, we can't talk about it as if it's a debut it's album. It's their fifth album. Right. Mm-hmm. We started with their fifth. But it's yes. Most like the beginning of the Mountain Goats was only John Darnielle and he didn't have a band. Right. Mm-hmm. And this album is uh, considered lo fi music. Yeah. So it's not even like a full band in terms of John Darnielle playing all the instruments. And in, I mean, he played all the instruments, but it's not a full band, is, yeah. is my point. Wasn't it Tallahassee was the first album that the full band was incorporated into the, the music, if I remember I correctly? I believe that is correct. Yes. That sounds yeah. familiar. So. 
Uh, I think a lot of the early stuff, uh, maybe even some of the later stuff, I'm not sure, was recorded on his boombox. But the, these albums, like Corners Gambit? Yeah. It is Tallahassee. Hooked That's a- their first full band album. That is just him and his condenser mic, though. It, it that's the interesting thing about the Corners Gambit and All Hail West Texas is both of these albums have a very distinctive. It's it's almost like an old '40s folk sound. Yeah, it's very folk. It's mm-hmm. it's super old style. Like there's kind of that like that that record rolling yeah. sound that you can hear in the background of all the tracks. It's that kind of like that, that hiss, lo-fi hum. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has a very Pete Seeger-y, uh Jackson C. Frank vibe. Oh, did you mm. mention Jackson C. Frank <laughs> like you've been wanting to do forever? I've been itching for it. He's one of my itching favorites. Itching for it, baby. Oh, we're going to do a whole episode on him eventually. Someday, yes. He's going to beg for it every week. <laughs> we'll get it. And if y'all are wanting it, then please let us know. And if we get the response, then I guess we'll do it. If but. you get anything out of this episode go look up jackson c frank that's what this episode so we're talking about the mountain (laughs) talking about the mountain goats uh so what are some thoughts on old corners gambit other than you know what we're talking about so far in terms of like the actual music i like the song there will be no divorce that's my favorite song on the album that was the song we Mm -hmm. started out with yes it is yeah Uh, i don't really have a whole lot of thoughts on the album anymore that's it okay but so one thing that i kind of learned about the mountain goats early on was that every album has some kind of theme right like he writes a song based on something and it's gotten more and more uh interesting as time has passed because he's kind of i don't want to say he's ran out of things but he's Mm -hmm. diversified the things that he writes about so Mm -hmm. the most recent album is goths and he writes about the goth lifestyle basically right Yeah, the the new album that will be coming out later this year, I believe. Yeah, I think it's coming out April in April. Yes, is based on Dungeons and Dragons and other tabletop games. Which League with Dragons is the name. I am so pumped about. Yes, like uh, I think it might end up being my favorite Mountain Goats album because they, of the theme. Yeah. What about Caleb? Yes. And Jared. Yes. Beat the champ. I love that album. We're going to talk about it. I love it. We'll talk about it when we get there. I like D&D more than wrestling. I don't know the answer to that question because that is a loaded question. You're asking about, Uh you're asking about which of my two favorite things do I like more? And I just don't know. I just don't know. They're pretty similar, really. Tyler, do you have any thoughts on the Corners Gambit? I enjoyed it. I like the Corners Gambit and I, I like, um, Kind of the lo-fi sound a little bit. It, it, yeah. It fits in with the style of music. Yes. It felt very much like an artistic choice rather than it just being like, oh no, I made my album sound like this kind yeah. of thing. Like it sounded like that was, it really felt like it It drove the album, that sound. And I think that that, that sound really trailed over into All Hail West Texas. I think mm-hmm. that both of those albums had very similar kind of sounding vibes to them. And I think Corners Gambit, I was a little surprised by it when I first listened to it. It wasn't like the sound that I was expecting from that album. Mm-hmm. And then when I went into All Hail, it was a little bit more familiar. So I think it was a little bit more enjoyable because I was like, okay, now I, I get that this was kind of his early sound that he was going for. Yeah. You can definitely tell he's learning over time. Like every album, something is a little bit like tighter. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite song off this? I know Jared has Ooh, already said his. Old Dax is asking for favorite songs now. Hello. 
Look at you. I'm yeah. proud of you. What about you, Caleb? Uh, my favorite track from that one was the Alphonse Mambo. Mm, that's I, a good one. I liked that one quite a bit, actually. And Tyler? Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite, but I did like Family Happiness. Mm. Family Happiness. Quite a bit. Mine was Scotch Grove. Scotch Grove. Mm, yes. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna rely on you a little bit. I'm gonna play your favorite tracks pretty predominantly throughout this deck because again, I think this was your favorite week, and I really yeah. want to tailor this to you. Oh, I want thank you, to, you. I want you to have a good time with the Mountain Goats. Thank you. So we're gonna play a little bit of Scotch Grove off the album The Coroner's Gambit. On the way home from the party, neither of us said a word. Leanne rhymes on the car staring Sang that song you know I hate What about the blackbird The rain came down on the wind What do you got to say about Scotch Grove, Mr. Dex? Oh, I don't have much to say about it. It's just all of his songs tell such a good story. I think He's very story... Yeah, uh, driven. That is the driving force of the Mountain Goats, in my personal opinion. I think that their their ability to tell a story with their music is really what makes them the a very diverse group. Yeah, something about the Mountain Goats has a very nostalgic feel because I, I used to be really into John Green's books. Yeah, and John Green uh, happens to only listen to the Mountain Goats when he writes. Oh, really? Hmm. So you can kind of. Reading his books, you can see the mountain goats in them, and I was a fan of the mountain goats already. Yeah, so it was just that's a, a good, nice little. That's a good tie-in, right? There. Yeah, we we do other things other than listen to music. Yeah, and he's an Indiana know? boy. I think that the corners gambit really leads into all hail West Texas. Well, yeah. So I think we should just go ahead and move in. Dax, share us your knowledge. You listen to how many hours about this one specific album? About 15. Yeah, about 15 hours you spent on just this album. So I'd like to think that you've got something to say. Well, I'm not going to talk too much about what they talk about in the podcast. Sure. Because, you know, people should just go listen to theirs. I'm not going to give it justice. Right. But I can go in. I have I have three favorite songs from this album. Three favorite songs. Are they rank ordered? No. Just favorites out of just in general. Yeah, this is my favorite album. I believe. Is it? Yes. Okay. So, do you want to go around the table and get some favorite albums before we go into this? Favorite albums or songs? Our favorite songs. Favorite songs from this album. Uh, I really, really liked Blues in Dallas. Oh, that's a good one. Jared? The best ever death metal band in Denton. That's a really good song as well. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. I like that one. Is that your number one? Yeah, I think so. Yep. If I remember correctly, uh, that was the first one i listened to out of 15 hours so i may get this wrong but the hail satan line was improv when he went to record it oh really he didn't actually have that written it just seemed to fit while he was singing so he just threw it in <laughs> that is a great thing to just throw in yeah hail satan yeah feels good it really feels good does. to say it really does jared's shaking his head he, <laughs> he doesn't think that saying hail satan feels good well say in the context it, jared, of the song give it a shot i will not say it see how it All feels you need to do is say Hail Satan, my dark lord and master, Jared. Just say it. Give her a shot. Oh, boy. I don't want to do this. I quit. Hail Satan. Did we get your favorite, Tyler? Yeah, I like that one, too. I think that's an interesting point, though, the Hail Satan point, because uh, his lyrical, I mean, the lyrical content is all fairly religious. Yeah. Yeah. Towards a, a Christian viewpoint in many ways. Yeah. I like I like Blues in Dallas because it, it stands out a little bit more than some of the other tracks, because what is the instrument that they have playing on that? 
on that track. Do you remember? I don't remember it. Could, do you want to play a little bit of it? I would love to. This is a little bit of blues in Dallas. Is that, I mean, is that just a little keyboard baby boy? It's like a little keyboard. It sounds it's like a pretty me. little keyboard baby boy, you know? Yeah. It's just not, it's, it just sounds real rough, sounds real fun, stands out on the album, in my opinion. It's yeah. a little different. You're not wrong. Uh, have I talked about my favorite songs from this one yet? Not no. your three favorites. No, please say your three favorites. So, Do any of them line up? No. Oh, okay. So I got uh, Absolute Lithops Effect. Okay. Uh, Source Decay. Okay. And the mess inside. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go with the mess inside. But they're all very good. Okay. Do you have anything specific? Like, what is it about those three songs that really stood out to you? Uh, well, the mess inside in particular has a very good uh, melody to it uh-huh. when he gets into it. Uh, the other two, they're just good songs. The whole the whole album's good. I I think that All Hail is probably in my top two albums because mm-hmm. I think that. It, I we'll get there. We'll get there. We already know. No, we don't. Shh. No, we don't. We don't know yet. Do you want to play any of those three? I would love to. Do you want to do Mess Inside? Yeah, go for it. Tried to fight the creeping sense of dread with temporal things. Most of the time, I guess I felt all right, but I wanted you to love me like you. Some good stuff right there just so good that's beautiful yeah that is a really good one it's just again it, you can just you feel a lot of his personality through his music and i think that that's something that really doesn't come out in a lot of other artists and that his his interests and just his thoughts are really splayed out in terms of all of his music and he i don't this sounds really like corny but whatever he very much leaves himself bare for his for his listeners, you know? And I think that this album is a really good example of that. I could see that. Yeah. All hail West Texas. Hail Satan. So let's talk I about th- Tallahassee. Unless you want to say anything more about all hail. Cause you've got plenty oh, just, to say, I'm sure. I just, I think that the, uh, I think that some of the lo-fi quality of those first couple albums, uh-huh. um, mixed with the lyrics and those things really play well into getting a certain feeling out of it. Yeah. Mm hmm very emotional music it is yeah it is so tallahassee so tallahassee let's move into some tallahassee what are some favorite songs off of tallahassee how about you tyler uh some songs yeah yeah let me tell you what happened tell us what happened i listened to all these albums and i thought they were all really good but yeah none of the songs. i started listening in order initially and that's when i was like okay okay and i could the polishing up and changing over the course of time but then at one point i forgot and just let it play yeah. So I don't know. I don't know any of the songs specifically until I hear them again. Okay. That's very fair. I That's something that I want to talk about. I was going to save it for later a little bit, but I think now, now would be okay time to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. I think that a lot of these albums just blend a lot where yeah. their sound, unless you know the theme of the album really well, and so you can kind of pick apart very specific minute details about the songs... Any song from any album, aside from those first two albums and a couple of the themed albums, are just... They could be on any album. 
And yeah. so it's really, really hard, like, listening to the full discography. A lot of the music just kind of blends, which is not a bad thing. Their sound is very, very consistent. Their sound is very enjoyable, but it doesn't frequently diversify itself from what they're doing other than in the lyrical yeah. content. I like that they really stick to their sound and that they diversify their lyrical content, but it does make it difficult to say, oh, this is my favorite song from this album, this album, this album, because right. a lot of the songs sound very similar. Well, well I kind of think it's easier to even look at the album as a whole as compared to a song for song anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me. Uh, John Darneal, yes. uh, who writes all the music, I believe. Yes. Uh, he has, uh, He's much more of a lyricist than a musician. Sure. He gets better as time goes on, but you can really tell in the beginning albums that he's he's not working with a lot. Mm-hmm. I could tell you that I could probably tell you which of like three section time period the album came from. I could tell you if it's early or I could tell you if it's like the middle or I could tell you if it's a later albums because a lot of the later albums I found incorporate different sounds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, Beat the Champ has a lot more horny kind of stuff in there yeah. Ooh. it's not a great, it's not a great word to use for it i suppose but yeah oh that album sure uh, does have a lot of horny elements to it you know what i mean and there's more stuff or you know some i heard some of the, like uh, some jazz inspired sounds in the yes. later album so i could yeah i could probably place an individual album you know in in where it came in their discography but i can i think they can see them more easily as a whole and i can't really sp- specify on a song necessarily that's fair. I think that Tallahassee stands out quite a bit in terms of the fact that like this album was immediately a much cleaner album than mm-hmm. their first two albums. Yes. They're immediately incorporating a lot more different elements of like I think that they had a little bit of like violin on this album. Mm-hmm. They had a little bit of like I mean they had drums coming into this record unlike the the two albums before it. Like they're bringing kind of a full band and like a full sound to what they're doing. Yeah. So that makes Tallahassee really stand out as compared to some of the other albums that kind of fall into the middle just because it's the first that they're really doing that so this is like this feels more like a complete album as compared to like all hail and corners gambit i still think i liked all hail better just because of how that has a really unique sound but i appreciate tallahassee for what it's doing right so my favorite song off of tallahassee is no children mine as well tyler he said he didn't have any favorite songs. Oh, you didn't have any yeah. album. Don't ask him again. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> Don't I have a couple. Never have ask a couple. him again. He'll tell us when he has one. Yeah. Just, I, just chime keep, in. Keep Texas name out your mouth. Okay. I was tied with No Children and Alpha Rat's Nest. Well, mm. it looks like we're pretty uh, consistent on No Children. So let's listen to a little bit of No Children. I hope that our few remaining friends give up on trying to save us. I hope we come up with a fail-safe plot to piss off the dumb few that forgave us. I hope the fences we mended fall down beneath their own weight. And I hope we hang on past the last exit. I hope it's already too late. Like, you can already immediately hear, like, a little bit of piano, a little bit of bass. Mm -hmm. There's just, it's just a richer... It's a richer album. There's a little bit more. There's a little bit more moving parts on Tallahassee, and I like it. Yeah, that song got me an A in English when I was in seventh grade. How's that? I think it was seventh grade. Uh, I had to write a. Uh, I had to like dissect a piece of poetry. Yeah. And I did not do it, so I just knew that song really well. So I just did that the morning of. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I like that. That's, full, that's an A. <laughs> that is an A right there. 
I really, I really like his voice. I think. I agree. His voice is and I very don't know distinct. who it reminds me of, but it reminds me of someone as well. So let's talk about "We Shall All Be Healed." This oh. is another album that I feel very much flows along with the previous album. I don't, I don't get a lot out of. I, I don't. Okay. Does anybody feel like they can kind of like talk about the themes of the albums well? Mm, just based not. on knowledge, or you can, or just looking it up. I can either. I've, I mean, I I read a little bit about this one. I mean, this one from what I thought that I read, which I should double check just to make sure, deals with some of the like. I guess he was a, he had a pretty good addiction to meth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good one. And he this a bit kind of, a druggie. of uh, this kind of has some references to issues struggling with substance abuse on it. The official website puts it: all of the songs on "We Shall All Be Healed" are based on people John used to know. Most of them are probably dead or in jail by now. Hmm. Interesting. That uh, that really like creates a somber album for sure. Yeah, he had a mm-hmm. wild life. Once again, I think that he is very much uh, willing to show himself to his fans yeah. and to really like exhibit his life and his thoughts and everything. And I I like that the themes from a lot of albums really speak to who he is as a person and not just you know it's not just always storytelling. Yeah. Sometimes it's actually like you know real life shit. Yeah, but it's always kind of hidden within a story. Yeah. They always kind of have a second meaning. Well, yeah. All of the songs you're saying? Yes. Yeah, I think that... I don't I don't disagree with you, but I think what it does is it just leaves more to interpretation in the lyrics. I think there's a certain level of specificity, but you can kind of take from it what you will. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is the same. I A lot of... In terms of like lyrical content and kind of some structure, not as much the sound, of course, but it... it I was reminded of Sus John Stevens. I could definitely mm-hmm. see that for sure. Who also has a lot of spiritual lyrics that are real, that are heavily, you know, like Christian, mm-hmm. but kind of leave a lot of space for you to pull what you can from it, which is what music's about anyway. Yeah, for sure. This uh, this album was produced by uh, John Vanderslice, and uh, the, I first heard of him uh, several years ago. He has an album called Cellar Door. And this one of the songs on it is called uh, "When It Hits My Blood," and it is about uh, doing uh, heroin. Ah, hmm. it was kind of inspired by uh, what's that Jared Leto movie? Uh, that would be Requiem for a Dream. That is what that movie is inspired by, or that song is inspired by that film. That makes sense. Hmm. That's a really good movie, John Vanderslice. Everybody, that is a good movie. Good job, John. We like you on this podcast. So my favorite track on this album, We Shall All Be Healed, yeah. is Pigs. That ran straight into the water triumph of his mind as well. Mine as well. Two in a row. Three in a row, baby. Tyler. He doesn't. Do you do you remember that track? I do remember that track because I remember the intro specifically. It sta- yeah. it stands out quite a bit. It's it's the yeah, uh, it the, the closing track of the album and it uh it's got a it's got a really good vibe. I yeah, really like does. this track. Let's play a little bit of old pigs. The story of the pigs who ran straight away into the water and their great triumph. You're gonna send me back to where I came from. Please don't send me back to where I came from. Let me go. Where the white magnolias go. There's there's also like... There's a lot of fun elements to their music that, like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't expect from, like, some like of the, the content fun? that they're... Ex- yeah, like the band fun. Oh, yeah. uh, 
Like they're just, it sounds like he's really having a good time with the music that he's making. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that it speaks to the fact that once again, he really like puts himself into his music. And I think that that's something that he, he gets more enjoyment out of than maybe other artists do. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the sunset tree. Does anybody have anything that they want to share that they know about maybe the, the themes of that album? The song, uh, the album, the songs revolve around John Darniel, uh, the house that he grew up in, the people who live there, including his mother, sister, stepfather, friends, and enemies. And once again, putting your heart and your soul into your music. Mm-hmm. Some cool stuff. Yeah, it is. Folk rock. Folk good rock. Album. I like that album. I, I also like Sunset Tree quite a bit. That was my, uh, yeah. I think that was the first vinyl that I bought. Ever? That I had, I had some from like Goodwill, mm-hmm. but this is the first time I think I went to a record store and picked up an album. Like it was I a very so. deliberate choice. There you go. I remember yeah. the first vinyl record I ever purchased as well. Ooh, what was that? It was Fugazi Repeater. Ooh. That also does not surprise me. Believe mine was Father John Misty. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, well, yeah, yeah, because I think if I can't remember all four, but I bought four albums together. One of them was that one of them was Fleet Foxes. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember the other two. It's been so long. It's been so long. I think I think I may have picked up Vampire Weekend at the same time, but I don't remember for sure. Uh, Those both of those sound very you. Yeah. Very, very you, your first albums. Yeah. Uh, What are your favorite tracks from Sunset Tree? Mine was Lion's Teeth. Interesting pick. How so? That's I a have, good song. I just didn't think you would pick that one. I have no. two. The fir- the song that I knew uh, from this album that is still one of my favorites is the song This Year. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But then I listened to this album and I picked out the song Broom People as one that I liked as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. But back in the day when, when LimeWire was popular, I got a lot of uh, songs of, like that were... You know that th- you purchased that, legally and I then you downloaded legally. copies yes. for convenience. Yes, yes. <laughs> and this year was one of them that after I first heard of the Mountain Goats, I listened to that and I listened to No Children mm-hmm. and I listened to one of the albums that we'll talk about here in a moment. Just right. for for clarity's sake, when we listen to music, we uh, only use our sponsor Spotify. That's right. That is we right. listen to all of our music. I'm through. no longer a naughty boy. Spotify. Sometimes I own the album, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely had a couple. But you like, send the band a nickel for the stream that they would have received. Yeah. No, because I paid, I bought the album. <laughs> I definitely they not, already got their money. I definitely me. listened to Kid A on vinyl when we were like listening to albums because I was like, I want to listen to that one again on vinyl because that's a that's a good album on vinyl. I The only one that I have for Mountain Goats on vinyl is, oh, you know, I should save it. Yeah, we'll get save there. It. I'll save it. Uh, my favorite tracks from this, uh, this is another one where I have three that I couldn't pick. Okay. Uh, this year, Delauded okay. and Dance Music. Okay. I like, yeah, Ooh, I like dance music low. too. That's a good one. And I did like the lauded. Mm-hmm. There were not I really like any bum. Yeah, I was gonna say there's not really a lot of bum songs off of this album. I, I don't think they have really any bum songs in general, but sometimes it's hard to find songs that really stand out from them. Yes, this is one of the rare bands where I like pretty much everything they've done. Right. Yeah, I would agree with you. I like all, I like, I, I didn't dislike any of it. Mm-hmm. What, like which one, it. should we play a little bit of this year since you and... You and Jared. Dance music. Yeah, Everyone's heard that. this I'm good year. With that. All right, we'll do dance music. Everyone has not heard this year. Oh, yes, they have. I'm in the living room watching the Watergate hearings while my stepfather yells at my mother. Launches a glass across the room, straight at her head, and I dash upstairs to take cover, leaning close to my little record player on the floor. So this is what the volume knobs for. I listen to dance music. 
dance music. It's a good one. So, anybody else want to say any more about that, or can we get to get lonely? I thought we weren't talking about get lonely. Oh, hold on. Was talking about on heretic pride. I got no. a song from Get Lonely that okay, I really enjoyed. If you why like. did we not do Get Lonely? It's got a four out of five stars on all music. Why did we not listen to this? Because there's only so many albums that we can listen to. Well, I listened to it. I also listened to Get Lonely. I didn't listen yeah. to it. That wasn't cheating. We get okay. Just for for clarity's sake, sometimes what we'll do is we'll have a couple albums that we don't. I'm speaking to the listeners, of course. Yes. Uh, we have a couple albums that we don't pick out of the discography. Uh, these were very much based on my decisions, and they weren't necessarily based on like. There was no vote. There was no vote because I made the list and it's fine. And sometimes it was based off of like a lot of reviews and not necessarily like just like one site's review. And considering how many albums they have, it was very, very hard to pick it. But I didn't want to throw us 12 Mountain Goats albums. Sometimes I thought that would be a little bit too overwhelming for everybody. Sometimes it was personal prejudice. You just don't like an (laughs) album. Well, yeah, we had to listen to so many Rolling Stones. (laughs) We listened to as many Rolling Stones albums as we listened to Mountain Goats albums. Oh, it doesn't feel like it. No. Well, we did. It's true. <laughs> that Rolling is, Stones were far more difficult. Yes. That's true. This is this is very much... Uh, this is not. I don't want to say that uh, Mountain Goats are easy listening, but I also don't want to say that they're difficult listening. They're right in that good sweet spot. Uh, I don't know. I think it allows you to... I think it's... I think if you want to do it as easy listening, you can just put it on and listen to it. But sure. if you want to pay attention, there's a lot to discover from paying attention too. So it kind of like has both to Complex. it. Complex. Yeah. Com- has layers, much like an onion and also Shrek. Shrek is everything. So, uh, Old Dax, what is your track off of Get Lonely? We, we won't ta- talk too long about Get Lonely just because not everybody listened to it. And again, it was not a requirement. Okay. Woke up new. Okay. Mine was uh, Moon Over Goldsboro. I like that one quite a bit, but let's listen to yours. On the morning when I woke up without you For the first time I felt free And I felt lonely And I felt scared I'm sorry that we didn't listen to this album, guys. I'm not. (laughs) Do Do you have enough? I mean, I did everything I was supposed to do. Okay, that's fair. That's how I think about this podcast. This is this is merely a requirement. This is homework for this, him. Yes. <laughs> you need to turn in your assignment every Sunday. Heretic Pride, huh? Heretic Pride. Once again, Heretic Pride, an album that I felt just kind of blended in with some of their other work. Not necessarily a bad thing, but up to this point, they have a very like consistent sound. So it's not like a bad thing. This had this had a different vibe for me. Did it? The, yeah. This one stands on its own. Did this yeah, not have a theme? It was very like occulty and mm-hmm. it had did kind it, of a Did it not have like a, a specific theme like most of the albums do? Or no? Anybody know? Let's see. I think this was one of my favorite albums actually. Mm-hmm. Was it? It's a very good one. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really into it as much. According to Pitchfork, the album takes its title from or a noir song, Black Deluge, Delight, Deluge Night. Yeah. There we go. I see that, but I just didn't, I don't see anything that says the whole album is based on a theme. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing like Beat the either. Champ, for instance. Or, I, I think um, it's about heretics. The Life of the World to Come, which I like that album a whole lot. It's the next one, and we can talk about it in a second. We're so close. We're so close. Because that's the first full album I ever listened to by them. Yes. But let's talk about Heretic Prime. Yes. What are uh what are some favorite songs? Some some people apparently really enjoyed this album. Not that I did not enjoy this album. I will I say mine, and because it wasn't one of my favorite albums, and I'll only say my song, and then I'll probably be it. Okay, okay. Martok. 
Marduk Marduk T-shirt men's room incident. That's mine. That's actually that was a pretty good song. It's a mouthful yeah. for the eyes, is what it was. Yes, it, yes, it is. Uh, Tyler, what was yours? If you had one, if you didn't, that's okay. I don't think I had one. I just really like this one. Okay. Dex. I did such a bad job of narrowing things down. I have two again. You have two again? Okay. Yeah. Autoclave. Uh-huh. And Lovecraft in Brooklyn. Okay. My, mine was the, the title track, Heretic Pride. Mm. Uh, I'm going to play Jared's song, because I think that that T-shirt men's room incident song is a, a pretty good representation of this album. Stomped up against the sand Plastered to her cheeks Marduk t-shirt Sticking to her skin You have any thoughts on that, Jared? I guess Marduk is a band. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I never heard him before, but that's why she's wearing the t-shirt. Well, that makes sense. It's also a Greek god, apparently. Hmm. I assume that the god came before the band. That would be a good guess. Unless we are starting to name gods after bands, which we should really start doing. Yeah. Uh, I would like to start worshiping our, uh, our you know, holy lord and savior, Bahamut. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. If Shout you out. Do, if you do, uh, it'll be the best years of your life. <laughs> so what, what are your uh, decks again, real quick? Here to set them. I know. I want to hear it again. Autoclave and Lovecraft in Brooklyn. Which one would you like to hear? Uh, Lovecraft in Brooklyn. Can do. I like that one because it really incorporates like the full band in a way yeah. that a lot of their other music does not do. Like it, you get that that distortion from the guitar, you get the drums come in, and it, you're like, ooh. It does swing a lot more to the uh, rock side. Mm-hmm. Very much I like the bass. Rock. I like the bass as well. Mm-hmm. The song the describes the xenophobia of horror fiction writer H.P. Lovecraft during oh. his residence in Red Hook, Brooklyn. Yeah, he was huh. also afraid go. of the ocean. Fun fact. Be afraid of the ocean. Love you know who's not afraid of the ocean? Modest Mouse. They, they wrote a whole song about it. <laughs> by, by the way, Night Vale, which is the podcast network for i only listen to the mountain goats yes the, uh, their initial podcast welcome to nightville was often based off of unused stories of hp lovecraft really everything circles yes. together that's fun i like it i like that a lot uh the mountain goats have done a lot for uh welcome to nightville i believe have they uh, that's the way it sounded like i haven't listened to that one yet i listened to a lot of the the early episodes um but i it was so impossible to catch up that i think i just gave up that's what happened to me i heard about it when it first came out but it was already so into it that I just never got around to it. Yeah, it was difficult. Oh, it's good. It's good. Oh, it's on my list now. I really enjoyed Joseph Fink. He's the co-writer yep. of that show, and he hosted. I've I seen it live. Really? Yes. Where did you see? Good. Where did you see that live? Uh, they do every once in a while, like a live tour, where they write a specific. I mean, it's you know, it's uh, content that's only in the live tour, and I saw it in Louisville in twenty. 17 spring of 2017 i believe oh that's and actually fun. They just came back at the end of last year too they did a run or maybe it's going on now i can't remember that's pretty cool well let's talk a little bit about the life of the world to come i think that this is the one that jared's probably the second most excited about 
Yes, true. Pro- yes, that is true. This is so. This I remember this being your first Mountain Goats album. I remember yes. you showing me yes. Mountain Goats way back when this first came out. Yep, two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. I say I, way back. I read about it in a uh, Christian magazine, I believe, if I remember correctly, and they basically were like, "Hey." And it, it's the magazine's called Relevant, and basically anybody that has any kind of like semblance of idea of Christianity, they want to talk to. So they don't have to be like strictly Christian or whatever to be interviewed in this magazine. So like Common was interviewed, John Legend has been interviewed, the Mountain Goats were interviewed for this album. They're basically like, we're not really that religious, but we wanted to write about you know the Bible. Yeah, and they're mm-hmm. like, cool, you know, that's fine, whatever. I, th- I think the singer is pretty religious, isn't he? It's just the rest of the band. Uh, he, you're talking about you're talking about John. John? Yeah, yeah. I think he used to. I, mean, he, I don't really know. I don't want to speak to he, it. He, I read that he is regularly <laughs> identified. Okay. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't he think he identifies is, himself as that. Because he, he, what? he, I don't think he identifies himself as that. Because in that uh, in the podcast you were listening to, he talked about how he uh, got into Buddhism quite a bit and did chanting and and or yeah. didn't do the chanting but got into he like, got into parts of it parts of buddhism and and other religions i think he just kind of explored he also at one point in his songs yelled hail satan that he did so yeah, that was kind yeah, of a, but it was part of the story though oh i know i know so yeah. but i think i think down deep in his heart he believes in it well obviously if he believes in god he probably believes in satan too yeah that's a good point so, they do go hand in hand. This album they uh, is composed. No, excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. You're excused. This album is composed of twelve tracks, each one inspired by a single verse in the Bible. That is true. I I really like so. Okay, so to go ahead and get into it, my favorite song is Psalm 42. Mm-hmm. 42. So it's Psalm chapter 40, verse two. There you go. Would be the That's better way to say it. it. Um. And I really like that not only is it a song, because if you look at the lyrics of the song, it incorporates the verse into the song heavily. Mm-hmm. And so it's really not just an album that is themed about the Bible. It really is them singing some of the interesting kind of poetic elements that come out of the Bible. Because mm-hmm. like to speak about the Bible as just a work of literature, um, it really is like a beautiful piece of like language Mm -hmm. it has a lot of really really fluent like word usage and it's just it sounds good when you put it to music yeah when it comes down to it Mm -hmm. so uh what are some other favorite songs mine is uh genesis 323 okay Okay. mine is two corinthians that is a (laughs) (laughs) no mine is ezekiel 7 and the permanent efficacy of grace okay i also like genesis though and then, Tyler, did you have a, a, a biblical-based song that really stood out to you? I did not. You did not? Okay. Uh, so both Jared and Dax sound like they really like Genesis chapter 3, verse 23. So let's play a little bit of that, boy. House up in Clear Lake, where I used to live. Pick the lock on the front door. I will say really quickly to Jared, this group very much defies your least favorite thing about music. Their intros are not too long. 
Nope, they're not too long. <laughs> I like them. <laughs> they get, the, some of these songs, so, they get they get right into the meat of it, right out of the gate. That's right. So the the verse that it, they take from that uh, Genesis three twenty three, it's uh, so the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. So in that song, the kind of the main chorus is, I used to live here, uh, and that he just kind of repeats that throughout. And so it's in like, I like um, that you can read the verse, like, because I used to, so back when I had an iPod uh, Nano. Rest in peace iPod. Rest in peace iPod (laughs) Nano. I mean, other people do, but now they just do it on their phones. So I had a big old fat iPod. Uh, It was a hundred and, or was it 64 gig, I think? That sounds right. There's no way. No, 64 gigs. Probably 32 or 64. It wasn't a, what was out. it called? Then? A nano. Well, what would that be called? Just a an iPod? video. Or the original. You know, they had the classic, the iPod video. It was probably the classic. The iPod classic. We're, I think you had the yeah, iPod which one classic. Was the nano. Nano's the small one. I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I know I had, I had a 64 gig one. Yeah, that's what I had, I believe. Or 128. One of the two. I can't remember. But I think mine I was think you had the 64. But uh, anyways, so you used to be able to go onto the song on iTunes and it would let you put lyrics on there. So I would do that. I would go through and I would go to all lyrics or AZ lyrics, several of them. And then any like metal album, there was uh, uh, like darklyrics.com. So I'd be able to like darklyrics.com. Yeah, go back to darklyrics.com. All my I need a sponsor. Su- yeah, I want them to be our <laughs> sponsor so bad. Dark Lyrics, please sponsor us. So. I used to copy and paste the lyrics of these songs onto my iPod. And then for the Mountain Goats album, I would copy and paste the Bible verse. So oh, I would be cool. able to follow, like read the verse and then also read the lyrics and see. And I would also, because uh, there was a website called songmeetings.com and it got taken down because of like the copyright laws sure. of lyrics. And they used to have like where people would put what they think the song is about. And then a lot of people would actually cite the band as a source and say, they actually said this. So I would like copy and paste what the song is about on my iPod as well. So I'd have the lyrics and I would have what the song is about. And it was like, that's it, a low, that's a loaded iPod. Right it was, there. it was a lot of work to do it, but it was really worth it. Cause it, I don't, you know, it, it let me know the lyrics to songs, and I could know the meaning of the song as well. I will say that calls into uh, an interesting thought: is that I feel like I feel like we are not subject to this uh, criticism, but I think that uh, primarily people don't spend as much time on music as what we used to, in the realm of like like people don't really like think about the lyrics as much as they used to. People yeah. don't like. People don't really dig into the music in the way that they used to in a mm-hmm. way that like since everything is so accessible and you have in your, the palm of your hands every song that's ever been yeah. released ever, you don't really like really spend time on an album like that where you like, I want to look at the lyrics. I want to look at the biblical verse that comes with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I want to think about the song. Well, you used to. Lyrics. So like on records, you used to take out the record from the sleeve and the sleeve would have the lyrics on it. Right. And then on CDs, you would have the, the liner notes and you would be able right. to read the lyrics from that. Yep. But we don't have that anymore. No. It's gone. Right. Nobody rest, cares. Rest in peace, CDs and vinyl. There's just so sometimes much you get music. some digital booklets. Do they have digital yeah, booklets? sometimes you do. Yeah, and occasionally when you do a download, you have like specific downloads will come with digital booklets or liner notes or something. Huh. I didn't even know that. Like, Not when you're streaming, though, of course. No. I guess sometimes you just forget because you don't really think about the fact that a lot of artists are still putting their music out on CDs and vinyl. And so they're obviously still making those like CD liner notes. You can't get them at Best Buy. That's true. They said, we're done. No more CDs. 
check out your local uh, record store to find local you know music and look at uh, CDs and vinyls that maybe you can pick up. The only CDs I ever buy now are for bands that I just really want to support in some way. Hey, right. you want to you want to CDs? CDs nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else to say? Oh, actually, you know, I kind of want to play a little bit of my song if that's okay. Yeah. I usually want. To, I don't want to be too self indulgent and pick all the ones that I want to listen to. No, you um, wouldn't do that. But I really like this one because it's a, one of those other songs that like has a little bit more of like that rock feel and like incorporates the rest of the band. So okay. that's what I think makes it stand out to me. So yeah. which one are you playing? Psalm uh, chapter forty, verse two. His heavy tones, he has fixed his sign in the sky. He has raised me from the pit and set me high. Left that place in ruin. Those are just like it's I some gritty, it. some gritty vocals, so some. Oh, that it's might so, be. I mean, that other song was one of my favorites, but that one is. I love that's that a song, good song so much. Too. That's one that like stuck out to me when I down listened to that album. Yeah. Nine this, years ago. Or, I think that it might be my favorite Mountain Goat song overall. Yeah, mm. I love the songs where you can hear it, like the punk come out of mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And he listens to a lot of metal music, so occasionally you can hear that influence, and uh, it just it meshes in such a beautiful way. It really it, it diversifies the folk sound that they have mm-hmm. and makes it very different and adds a lot more fun elements that he, again, he can bring out aspects of himself and put it into his music. Yeah. I'm going to keep talking about it because I, I, I just... I Go think ahead, it's something sure. that really makes him stand out and this group stand out. You know, if you want to talk about something, I, I support you. Thank you. That's what this show is all about is support. Yeah, and, of course. And music and the album Transcendental Youth, which I think was... Well, before we get there... Oh, you have a little yeah. bit more on the life of the world to come? No, I want to I want to go over All Eternal's deck real quick. Oh, of course. Of course. So yeah, I listened to a little bit of this one. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I listened to about half so I can... I will, I'll, I'll speak first if you don't mind. Yeah. Cool. So after the life of the world to come came out and I followed, you know, I, I kept up with the, with the mountain goats and then this album came out and I listened to the first single cause it was, it was a free, it was iTunes free song of the week. Mm, I love those. Damn these vampires. It was yep. like, and I love that song. That's a good song. The rest of the album, I'm not really into that much. Like, I mean, I listened to it before it didn't really, nothing really st- came out, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, said it's, it, what am I trying to say here? I don't know. I don't know. Mm, all right. <laughs> what? Oh, man. I don't know. I hate when I can't hear words. <laughs> Nothing really said, like, you know, said a... Uh, Nothing stood out to you? Stood out. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Nothing okay. stood out. Stand other than, up. N- other than Damn These Vampires, which is a very good song. That's all I want to say about it. I like that song a lot. There is one other song. I think it came right after that song. Uh, it, maybe. For Charles Bronson. It's the no, that is the eleventh track on the oh, album. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's a, that's a much later track on the I album. I don't know why. I was thinking it was in the first half. It's also a very good song. I also really liked High Hawk Season. Mm. That one was a really cool song as well. I um yeah, I, I thought this album has a little some of the songs have a little bit more urgency to them than some mm-hmm. of their other music, but I still um I again I'm a little disappointed that there were albums that we just couldn't get to, you know? Yeah. Yes. So now we can go ahead and get into Transcendental Youth. Um, this yes. is an album that I I had on my music project last year, um, and I good pick. I I thought so too. I I enjoyed this album quite a bit, and then after listening to more of their discography, it wasn't like my favorite album from them. It right. like I think the other albums stood out more than this one, but I I certainly again there's just 
none of these albums I dislike. This is probably one of my least favorite albums. Yeah. Sure, I wasn't. Them. I didn't like it that much. That's saying a lot though, because I really like this album. Right. My favorite song on this one that I wrote down was the Diaz Brothers. That is what I have as well. Okay. But it might be Cry for Judas. Looking at the track mm-hmm. listing now, I do remember that I like that song as well. Sure. But I, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to decide if I want to stick with the Diaz Brothers or go to Cry for Judas. Both songs are good. Well, I'll take the Diaz Brothers. You go for Judas. Cool. Cool. Everybody's happy. Hey, old Tex. Yeah. You got anything on Transcendental Youth? I like Cry for Judas as well. Okay. So let's do Cry for Judas first. Talk a little bit about it. And then do the Diaz Brothers. What are some thoughts on Cry for Judas? Oh, I just love listening to them like evolve musically. I like. Oh that. yeah, I like that horn section a whole lot. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Did wait? What was that, Jared? Don't do it. I'll do it, please. What did you say? I said I like that horn section, baby. That's our gets me every single time. How many episodes deep are we? And I'm still living on it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Cry for Judas, for getting me a, a nice, natural transition into horn intro. Thank you. Love you. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of the DS Brothers. Any thoughts on the Diaz brothers? It's Peppy. I like when they, he he said the Diaz brothers. Mm. He, he did mention them. He did. Has a very. I think it has kind of a fifties rock vibe. Mm. I like that. That's a good. That's a good comparison. Yeah. You still there, Tex? You Diaz. Think about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I like that song too. Cool. There's a lot more. There's a lot more sound in this in these last couple albums. Yes. Yes, yes I agree. Deeper. I yeah, because a lot of their. You can hear a, a lot of elements on it and hear the album before it, Heretic Pride. Like they're really the more that they you get into their music, the more that they're incorporating new elements into their music, and it's mm-hmm. it's right. cool. It's cool. It really changes their sound a little bit more than I guess I've appreciated over the week. Because I don't know. Way to go, Mountain Goats. Way to go, Mountain Goats. You're doing you're doing great work. I can't wait for so your new we're album. We're ready for the next album. Oh, yes. are we? Yes. So I'll, oh, I didn't say my favorite oh, song was sorry. Nightlight. Let's talk about Beat the Champ. Thank you. Okay. So I'll I'll, I'll begin this conversation about Beat the Champ because this is please do it's so great. So this is going to be what we talk the most about. I think maybe. So Definitely. I like I said previously, I listened to All Eternal's deck. In 2011, I only liked Damn These Vampires, and I did not listen to really like the rest too much. I did not really listen to Transcendental Youth at all when the album came out in 2012. I had basically 
cut myself off from the Mountain Goats. Not purposefully, but just sure. because I didn't care about this album. Right. I probably listened to it and was like, ah, it didn't stick, and then never came back to it. Mm-hmm. So, I was listening to The Art of Wrestling, a uh, wrestling slash comedy podcast by a wrestler named Colt Cabana. Love you, Colt Cabana. He's a cool guy. We met him at a uh, convention called Culture Shock Con, which was put on by the people that put on Days of the Dead, the the horror convention. Mm -hmm. And so Culture Shock Con was supposed to be basically uh, a alternative to only horror. So they had uh, George A. Romero, Mm -hmm. who is a horror man. I peed next to that man in the bathroom. I was in there too. That he did. Very great story. Roddy Piper was there. Rowdy Roddy Piper. He called us beautiful people. He yes. said that we were going to go to jail together. That he did. Yep. And Colt Cabana was there. And the uh, the reason that I learned about this, uh, uh, not festival, but... Um, convention. Convention was because Colt Cabana was like, I'm going to be in Indianapolis at, at Culture Shock... Uh, Culture... Sh- con? It's what? Culture Shock. Culture Shock, Days of the Dead. Culture Shock, da- Days of the Dead. And I was like, okay, cool. So at the beginning of his podcast... He will have a song of the week a lot of time, uh, every episode, and it's uh, fan suggested songs that are normally related to wrestling in some way. So somebody sent in a song by the Mountain Goats. Yep. Prior to this album being released, I believe it was the Legend of Chavo Guerrero. The Legend of Chavo Guerrero, mm-hmm. and they said, "Oh yeah, this is a band called the Mountain Goats. Uh, they're pretty good, and this is a song called the Legend of Chavo Guerrero." And I lost my mind. I was so excited because <laughs> yep. I was listening to a wrestling podcast that I love. And then one of my favorite, uh, not my, one of my favorite bands. A group that you really appreciate. A group that I, yeah, that I previously enjoyed. And then they are writing an album about one thing that I love in life and it's wrestling. <laughs> so it's very, it was man, cool. oh man. It was great. So uh, I yeah. was so excited for this album to come out and I was not disappointed. It was great. No, I was also not disappointed in Beat the Champ. Uh, once again, of my two albums that are my favorite, Beat the Champ is up there as one of my favorite albums from them. It's it's dorky. Mm-hmm. There's some like like uh, foreign object. That's my favorite song. It's just, yeah, that's a good one. It's that's just one a silly little bop. Yeah, it's such a, a silly little bop. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, that and uh, yeah, Chavo. Real. Yeah, Chavo. Mm-hmm. I think is yeah, my. Those are my two. Yeah, I think Chavo is my favorite as well. Um, He'll turn two is good too, but it's very long. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I like this. Is the thing that I enjoy, and this is why this is one of my favorite albums from them, and it's, it's also why the the biblical album is one of my favorites. Is that sometimes they so they have this really interesting thematic element that comes into their music and the storytelling that they they do with their music, and sometimes it's not on the nose, and that's okay. But I like a lot when it's on the nose, where they're just really direct. And they're like, "This album is about wrestling," yes. and it's like not only it's it's incorporating wrestling and music together. Two of my all time favorite things in this world. <laughs> How could I not be happy? Mm-hmm. How could I not be happy with that? Yeah, they do a very good job with their references about wrestling on that album. It is yes. it's very. I don't want to say it's spot on because they're but what they do because I don't. Th- he kind of talked about how he grew up watching wrestling in, yeah. in Texas, you know, like yeah. in, on a mm-hmm. you know tube TV or whatever. So he's not followed since he was a child, but he did research for this album and also took from what he knew in the storylines of that time. He didn't talk about anything current. Right. He talked about, you know, the, the terminology, 
like heel turn yep. and gimmicks and a hair mat, you know, like yeah. things that are related to wrestling. But also they were it was old school kind of conversation. Then the, he, the like, times of the territories. Yeah, exactly. And then like with the Chavo Guerrero song, he's talking he's not talking about Chavo Guerrero Jr the nephew of Eddie Guerrero. He's talking about Chavo Guerrero Senior. Senior. Mm-hmm. And he's like, in the song, he's even like, I hear he's got a son and he wrestles too and he made it in the big time. So he's not even like, he's mentioning like current wrestling, but he's right. like, I don't know anything about that. Bah, some current wrestling's going on, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. It, yeah. It, this is, if I remember right, this is the album that we saw them touring. Is that correct? Um, yes, that is correct. Yeah, because we, we saw Mountain Goats. I haven't seen many of the... The artists that we have on this list no. live, yes, yeah, uh, a couple of them we have, but very, very few. So we won't get to talk too often about actually getting to physically yeah, see the band. I've seen a mm-hmm. few. You have seen a f- oh, Let me, let me, <clears throat> let me go ahead and take a wild guess. Have you seen uh, Fugazi? Oh no, there's no way. Uh, have you seen the Pixies? Uh, n- yes. Oh okay. <laughs> just, I've just calling out the the I've two that you mentioned Mouse as well. So. Oh, have you seen Modest Mouse? Yeah, I've seen another yeah, horn I've intro. Seen, once, I think. No, no, I'm just kidding. Intro. I'm not going to do another horn intro. Oh, once, no. once a week. Once a week, we'll get a little horn okay. intro. But yeah, so we saw them actually touring uh, Beat the Champ, and it was fun. In Cincinnati. Yeah, it was pretty good. They're going to um, be back here in May. It was, yeah. That's cool. I'd like to see them. I would see them again. Especially because they're touring this new album that's coming out. Yeah, yeah. And it is actually, album. I'm going to say, it's a little unfortunate that we didn't have the chance to say this uh, yeah. this week until April, so we could have covered that album. But at some point, we will be covering that album on Record Roundtable's additional channel or additional show that we have on here bonus episode weekly roundup that's right so be looking forward to us talking about that album at some point in the future anyways so from that concert the thing that i remember the most is that people were in the back next to the bar and they would not stop talking yep john darniel stopped the show and he's like hey if you guys don't want to listen you can just like leave and then they like finally showed up but it was it was weird. It was, it was so a beautiful like moment. it was such a teacher student moment. Yeah, like like you should not have to tell grown adults to be quiet at a concert. No, you should not. I don't understand that. Like, no. why would you go? Why would you go? Well, I mean, it was at a bar, but at the same time, no, like, it was at a con. I mean, it was at Bogarts. Yeah, it was, it was at, at, at a, a concert venue. venue. You had to pay to get in. Right. Yeah. So they paid whatever it was, or maybe they got in for free. I don't know. Yeah. But they had to pay a certain amount, and they had to pay for overpriced drinks, and they would not shut up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's. I think that's one of the most difficult things about having musical artists performing in bars is that you get people who are there who are going to inevitably ruin the music because they cannot hold their alcohol, or they refuse not to drink smart, mm-hmm. and they end up becoming intoxicated and not being able to actually enjoy the music that they are there to see. I understand that there are sometimes festivals where people are like, I want to go to this concert to get drunk. And it's kind of like, why do you want, why do you want to spend so much money to go to something that you could actually like sit down or stand up or however you want to enjoy your music and actually enjoy the music rather than do that? When they say get drunk, they also mean Molly. 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 Tyler, do you have any additional comments about Beat the Champ? I like it. This is a good album. This album's a lot of fun. It is a lot of uh, fun. It is. Yeah. It might be their most fun album, maybe in a long time at least. You know, probably mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. an er- like Tallahassee or what was the one before? All, All Hell. Hell. Yeah. That 
That one was relatively fun, but I, I do yeah. think that they had the most fun probably on this one. It's silly. I think so, too. It is. It genuinely is just kind Wrestling of Wrestling is silly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, it makes sense. It really does. But, like, but then you have, I mean, there are some songs that aren't silly, you know, like Heel Turn 2 is not, I mean, it's kind of a, yeah. the, the ballad of Bull Ramos isn't, I mean, mm. right. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's we, good. So, okay. So. It sounds like favorite songs are Foreign Object and Legend of Chavo Guerrero. Is that correct? Yeah. Seems like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we do Foreign Object? Yes, yes we please. should. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Gonna stick you in the eye with a foreign object. Gonna poke you in the eye with a foreign object. Ah, oh, man, like oh, man. Those were trombones, weren't they? I mm-hmm. believe I that's liked correct. It. That was good. Mm-hmm. I like them trombones. It's just more fun. That, that, like, this album has, is more fun in the sound, too. It's not even just the context oh, of yeah. the lyrics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's all just more fun. Yeah, I agree. And uh, again, like, the, the lyricism is just, uh, the lyricism is really silly in comparison to some of their other lyrics. Like, sometimes they have that, like, kind of silly lyricism to it. Once again, right. Hail Satan. Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes that silliness doesn't translate well but this is one of those really really good examples of being able to have fun with your music and have it come out like really successfully it almost has like i don't want to say it almost has like mariachi kind of theme like it's yeah. that's not that but like kind of like the texas hispanic yeah. kind of like flamenco inspired yeah 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 yeah. yeah some yeah. of the stuff like, in it like the chava guerrero song and that song and like i don't know some of it, it's very peppy well mexican wrestling is really really predominant especially in the in, early in texas years. especially well. especially mm-hmm. in texas yeah and so it makes sense that a lot of his influence in terms of wrestling comes from that luchador style of wrestling mm-hmm. so where, where did he did he grow up in texas i have no idea because he's got he was all born freaking- in bloomington was Indiana. But, Shout out yeah, to Indiana. We out here. But he did. Let's see here. I just had it open. He lived in Oregon. At hey, one California. That's mm. where he grew up. Huh. But in Southern, it looks like so, probably Southern. Yeah, Southern California. Sounds like he was just all over the place then. Yeah. So, okay. Another Indiana boy. Another Indiana boy. Yeah, that's right. Um, He's going to be in Bloomington. They're going to be in Bloomington too this year. So mm. to check them out. We'll look Bloomington up their tour. And Cincinnati. I might be there. We might be there. We might have a group trip. Look for look for record roundtable at your <laughs> at your local <laughs> local mountain goat We're show. Do it live. Oh, a live taping. Oh, that would be fun. That would be We're really fun. Do it live. That'd be really fun. Um, <laughs> so quickly, we can talk oh, about goths. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. So really quickly, the goths came out in 2017. We did not cover this album explicitly, but a couple of us listened to it. Uh, anybody have some thoughts on goths? I personally. Uh, Goths was probably one of my least favorite albums from That's interesting. them. I like Goths. I, I like... This is the first album where they do not play guitar. At all? At all. Oh, There's wow. no guitarist. That's what I thought it was, but then I, I had to go back and look. I knew that there was something about this album that they they didn't do for the first time. Yeah. And I didn't remember what it was, and I just looked at the personal thing on here, and there is nobody that does guitar. Hmm. Most of the stuff is piano like by John Dar- Darnell, he sings and almost all of it is piano. Huh. I mean, it does make it stand out quite a bit. And I would, I would have thought that goths would have been one of my favorites, but I don't know. There's just something about it that maybe it is the missing guitar that just makes it feel like it's a little bit less of like a mountain goats proper album. And so it has a, 
different vibe that maybe I should have liked, but for some reason I just it just didn't I didn't jive with me as much as other albums. It did. was you would think that you would like it because it was inspired by uh, an adolescent listening to The Cure, Baja, uh, Sushi, and the Banshees, and Joy Division. Same Bauhaus, 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 Bauhaus. You know, I listened to this album twice. Really? Did you? The okay. first time, I I didn't like it that much. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it, but it just something about it didn't click. Second time, I enjoyed it much more. I don't know what it was. I, I love Rain in Soho. That is a great that song. Is, yeah. And the best song, I think, is Andrew Eldridge is moving back to Leeds. Okay. That song is fun. I liked Rain in Soho. I also liked Abandoned Flesh. Mm. I, I really like We Do It Different in the West. That's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's some good. There's definitely some good songs off of this one. I Again, me saying that it's one of my least favorites is not saying I disliked it. It it's is a me very... saying that I liked that album, but it's it a very long... It's 55 minutes. It's yeah. long. Mm-hmm. It is... And it is a lot of the songs are very long. Like, four songs are upwards of five minutes long. That's, yeah. That's long. It's a little bit long. Like, Rage of, uh, Rage of Travers is almost six minutes long. Mm-hmm. So, still a good one. It's still a good one. Yeah. Like once again, three for three in terms of albums we didn't cover. Probably should have added them to the list. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. That's so, okay. Uh, does anybody have any uh, overall thoughts about the Mountain Goats that they want to talk about? Uh, I have one. Okay. Their new album, In League with Dragons, yep. they do have one song out right now. Did yes. anyone happen to listen to it? I actually, so I have this thing where when groups release singles for albums that are coming out that year, mm-hmm. I really, really tried hard to avoid. Even if it's a song that I really want to listen to, yeah. I want to listen to the album proper as it is, rather than catching like singles and then like, oh, okay, so like this is what it's going to sound like, and then having to like... Because I think that it kind of, it dilutes my experience of the album in that I listen to the album and I say, oh, this one song really stands out because I've already heard it. Mm-hmm. I like to listen to song or albums without knowing which song they intend to be like the single. Mm. Sure. Most so, of yeah. the time when they've released a single from an album, that song has been my favorite song from that album because it's been the lead single. Yeah. So no, it is kind of I skewed. Like the, I think it's good to listen to a song in the context of the album as well. And I think if you already know what the single is and you heard it, you're kind of like waiting and anticipating. Yeah. Yeah. And really it's like, man, but I think it's fun to try to sit, to try to guess it. Mm. You know, like I don't like to even see it. I just think it's fun to try to guess which one it is, or if I, like don't look at the listing and say, oh, I think this is probably it. Yeah. But I often, I mean, there are albums where I've heard the single or popular songs when it's like a if it's an album that didn't get a whole lot of of uh, press or something, and I'm visiting it a few years later or something like that, mm-hmm. and I pick it up because I like the single. But I often end up finding that the songs I really enjoy are other ones anyway. Right. What What did you want to say about the song specifically, though? Did you want to play it? Uh, not if you guys don't want to hear it. Oh, I'll, I'll, I I listened to it. I didn't really like it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Did you? I'm I'm pretty excited for this album. Really? For the sake, this will be your first the, time listening. To for this. the sake of the podcast, I'll do it. All right. For the sake of the podcast, just a little bit. Just I, just the first little bit. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Let's listen. We're gonna listen to younger. By the Mountain Goats, this is going to be off of their album that comes out later this year, In League with Dragons. Clank that 
All right. All right. All right. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on there, isn't there? There is. I like that. I'm soaking it in. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. This is one of my favorite uh, Mountain Goat songs in a while. Yeah? Yeah. I think I will like this album more than Goths, probably. Probably. Once again, I, I, I really appreciate it when there are like very deliberate about what their thematic element is to the album and mm-hmm. i think this is one that's going to really stick with me mm-hmm. yeah so i'm really looking forward to this album yeah probably it's actually i i would ration to say it's one of my most anticipated albums of the year now april 2019 something to look forward to yeah so was that was your only uh closing thought yeah i just wanted to give you a little bit Texie boy you usually take notes you got any notes on this week or are you uh you good no hidden tracks no, I think the only thing I had is I did think when I said that there, his lyrical delivery reminded me of someone. It kind of, in a in a way, reminds me similarly of Bonnie Prince Billy in some ways. Okay, not the way he sounds, but the the, the way he uses his voice, the delivery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I, which I've, is someone that we should do for the podcast, by the way. I have only listened to a little bit of Bonnie, and I oh. I didn't love the album that I listened to. I can't even tell you what album I listened to, but I would definitely be willing and interested in digging more into that artist jared do you have any thoughts what are you, who are you saying Bronny, bonnie prince charlie bonnie m what bonnie prince billy bonnie prince billy will oldham i looked up it's i looked up bonnie prince charlie and it came up charles edward stewart he's a prince not no, the one this is bonnie prince billy billy all right okay. or you can just like i said you can look up will oldham that's his that's his given name anyways i'll i'll do it later anyways yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have any really closing thoughts. I did not love the beginning of what I listened to of the Mountain Goats. It was fine. I like I picked out songs that I did like, but uh-huh. overall I wasn't really into it. It wasn't until the life of the world to come that I really kind of got into it because I was familiar with it, and mm-hmm. then from then on, right. I was I was pretty pleased. That makes right. sense. But because like the way I listened to the albums, I did it out of order. And I like uh, that album. I listened to second. The first album I listened to first, and then that album, the one in two thousand nine, came out. Uh, mm-hmm. I listened to that one second. Then I listened to Beat the Champ, and then I kind of went backwards ish from there. I listened. So to you kind of revisited things. very out of order. But for me to be able to do this week, that's how I had to do. I had to kind of jump into it excited, and then kind of mellow out in the end. That mm-hmm. makes sense. So okay, that's, that's it. fine. I mean, yeah, you can do it however you want. Yeah, that's I, how we I feel mean, in record roundtable. Any way you want, that's any way the you way you it. need it. Need it. Yes. Any way you want it, that's the way you got it. Uh, don't bring Journey into this. <laughs> when the light. That, that's not Journey, is it? Isn't that free? That's not free. No, it's it's no, Journey. That's Journey. It's Journey. Anyways, um, I okay. So I overall enjoyed this week quite a bit, but I want to ask Dax a question. Yes. Did Mountain Goats beat the Beatles? Yes. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Y'all y'all gave me shit for Radiohead beating Beatles, and y'all ain't gonna give Dax shit for Mountain Goats beating Beatles. He got the, he's excited about this. I, I was excited about Radiohead. You're a dick. Though. It's not about it's not about <laughs> See, he enjoyed it more. No, I understand. And I feel like you kind of the way that you kind of portray it's kind of like Radiohead's better. No, I enjoyed it more. Okay. Yeah. I know who's going to beat the Beatles for me, so. Does there, ooh, Does it beat the champ? We'll get there. Who's going to beat the yeah. champ, which is the Beatles? I know who's. I know which week I'm going to enjoy more, because I've been enjoying it every, this year already. Do, do you, That's right. Do you want to say it, or is it a secret? It's a, it's a Pixies. 
Yeah, I know. I'm not gonna lie to you. Nobody's nobody was surprised. Jared, do you have one? Just out of curiosity, out of curiosity, do you have a an artist that you can think of that you think might be the Beatles for you? I don't know. So I, in theory, I would be the most excited about Bob Dylan Week. Right. Mm-hmm. In theory, but with the albums that are on this list, I'm not. So as pumped if i would have curated it i would have been the most excited about bob dylan <laughs> we can we can we can shimmy it around a little bit if you want to is this move down on the list wake up is shimmy on there <laughs> well, we should have put system of down they, sh- they deserve it uh, well i'm say uh, we'll talk about that later uh so yeah i don't remember everybody else that's on the list is michael jackson on there yeah all right, I'm, I'm pretty Bowie's pumped with Michael be, Jackson. Bowie's going to be good. Bowie, yes. I've good. never been into Bowie. I don't really. You'll get into Bowie. You, you give him a chance. In. You better get into Bowie. I won't get into it. I think only if we get to listen to Dancing in the Street again. <laughs> but, but <laughs> I will do it every sound. week. Every week we'll yeah, do it. All right. All right. So what would be? Ooh, actually, really quickly. So I know that I said my overall favorite song. Does anybody else have an overall favorite song from Mountain Goats that stands out to them? Take your time. I, still, I think. Go ahead. I think I probably. Still like Foreign Object the most. I think so. Like that song. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I could even pick a single favorite from each album. I know. I that's know why I thought I can... this would be a fun, difficult question for you. I don't know. I, it's hard because I don't want it to be like, because it's the, you know, the most, my favorite album, like, you know, Beat the Champ. But like, I like, you know, This Year is a great song mm-hmm. and No Children is a great song. Yeah. Right. So it's hard for me to be like, because I like for an object when i say it's my favorite song i don't know you know okay I, I like that song a lot and i even like um you know andrew eldrick's eldritch is moving back to leeds which is from mm-hmm. goths which is one of my least favorite albums mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even damn these vampires i like that song a lot i don't know i don't have a favorite i can't i don't think i have a favorite I'll okay so it. many that's fair one that i think doesn't get talked about enough mm-hmm. that i really liked was wake up new okay which album is uh, Wake Up New off of? I, I, again, it's so hard for some of these albums for things to that like... Was Get Lonely. We didn't... That wasn't on the list. Okay. So one of your favorite songs was from an album that you almost did not listen to. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing that we uh, we still listen to it. Yeah. Well, I would have thrown that one in probably. Yeah. But. Tex, did you have one? Yeah. It's four four yeah it was but Four Nights. That's I right. I wouldn't disagree that... I mean, I liked all of it. I enjoyed listening to every bit. And I really like... I really like... This is actually the first time I've ever really listened to them. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I liked all of it a lot. Cool. cool. Do we have any any recommendation for a closing track that we have not already played? Perhaps. Why don't you play that song that say that he said it was his favorite that that we didn't listen to? We listened to the song from Get Lonely. Oh, we did. Yeah, we, we did. did. Yeah. All right, we Never did. Cl- we can close out with Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, we haven't listened. To- Let's do Chavo Guerrero. Legend of Chavo Guerrero is our closeout. Yeah, we can do that. All right. Or uh, we didn't play anything from Goths. Why don't we do Rain and Soho? Yeah, okay. actually, that's a good idea. All right, we'll do Rain and Soho. That sounds good to me. So. Here's a little bit of rain in Soho. This is, I love this song. Oh, it's, mm. Thanks for listening this week. We've been Record Roundtable. Check us out at our Facebook, Record Roundtable. Check out our website, recordroundtable.com. Listen to our sister podcast, Good Band, Bad Band. Yep. Next week, we're talking about Led Zeppelin. Should be a good time. No Should be a fun time. Where the lone wolf sleeps. We'll see you then. No one sees the Bye-bye, babies. The Bye. Bye.